Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T.com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. I always appreciate that you listen and that you also share it with your friends. So today, I'm thinking that... I'm hoping that this will help a lot of you out there. It really helped me when I was writing this show. And so this show is entitled, The Devil is in the Details. So when I actually thought about it, I thought, what does that really mean? The devil is in the details. It means that like a little um, insect, it can eat away at all kinds of things before it actually falls apart. And if we don't take care of those little tiny details, and I don't mean being perfectionistic. That's not what I'm talking about. It's about really understanding the details that are holding up whatever's going on in your life or holding up a thought, you know, process, um, holding up your, your, um, certainly your religion. And so I want you to think about the devil is in the details. Why would that saying be so prevalent? Well, what does it mean? Well, it's an idiom alluding to a catch or mysterious element hidden in the details. So we have all kinds of details that we have to contend with. And many times we find in in our work, we find in different types of things that we're working on or working with, with people, without people, on, you know, whatever we're doing for a job, we recognize that this little idiom really speaks volumes and says, hey, are you really aware and taking responsibility for those little things that might mess up the whole thing? Are you being lazy about it? Are you thinking that, oh, that's not that big of a deal. It'll slide by and nobody will notice it. And what happens, right? So I'm not wanting us to be perfectionistic. What I want you to think about is this idiom is alluding to catching, you know, or, or catching something or mysterious elements. It indicates that something may seem simple, but in fact, the details are more complicated and likely to cause problems. Does it mean the bad things are in the details? Not necessarily. What it truly means 
is if we don't get rid of the devil, the details ruined everything that we are making. Even the example of our own life, the way we parent our children. And think about when God says that Christ can get into all those forms, the things that are the most important to us. He's not saying that we, we should be like, if I can say the word anal about it, he's not, it's not that. It's about what does the saying, you know, says when, when thinking about this thing has been around forever. And what does it tell us? Well, most importantly, the concept here is that if we don't pay attention to what we're doing, what we're saying, how we're acting, how we're thinking, if we're not managing that part of our mind, our heart, and our gut, it will come out without us knowing, or it'll come out when we don't want it to come out. So the detail is making sure that these things are tightened up, that what you have inside of you, you're aware of. Even if you can't get rid of it yet, or don't know what to do with it, it's the awareness that's very important. So maybe, you know, you're proud of and okay with the details and the things that, that makes things very special and the details there, you know, maybe are the work of the master creator. Well, this is the thing. It doesn't end there because all the details were taken care of in the process of making whatever he was making. So he was very aware of details and he didn't miss one detail. Now, we cannot be that way. I, I'm not a, even advocating for us to be this way. What I'm wanting you to think about is, it's kind of like having a rock in your shoe. And you're trying to ignore it, you know, and it, you think it's going to go away. It's still there. All of a sudden, you know, it's now burrowing into your heel. Now you're getting an infection, right? A blister, whatever it may be. Because you ignored that one little rock in your shoe. So the devil in the details, it also reflects maybe different types of disabilities and maybe some qualities that aren't healthy, like laziness, lying, covering things up inappropriately, like things like laziness is saying it's good enough. So imagine if God was creating you, he got tired and he said, well, Cynthia's good enough the way she is. I'm not even good after he perfected me, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not even good while he's in the perfecting process of me. As soon as I come out of the womb, I've got problems. And so I want you to think about this, that when we think about his creation, it shows the things that we can create that also reflect on God. And then we can think about the differences between them. And so we can recognize that, wow, there's a big difference between the Mona Lisa, right, and the painting that your little kid made, but they still can be of great value. And it, it's different when it, we look at the amount of talent it may take to do something. It may take time going over and over and over every detail in order to make sure that, like, let's think about the Mona Lisa, that that picture is seen as beautiful as it is, nothing got in the way of that process. So I want you to really think about what is getting in your way when you are showing yourself to the world. I don't want you to walk around with regrets. I don't want you to do the shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only then. I want you to feel free. I don't want you to ignore 
these things. So I don't, you know, we have to kind of do it with some grace. We have to do it with some um, just really thought, well, really well thought out process of saying, okay, how much time am I going to put into this one imperfection? Do I need to remove it? Do I need to forgive myself for it? Do I need to just learn from it? But I don't want you to walk around with regrets. I don't want you to do the shoulda, coulda, what if only then. So imagine if my producer, Jeremy, you know, what if everyone told me he's the greatest of all and I have, I'm imagining, wow, somehow he's the greatest one that I could ever have. And then I find out that he got bored and he just did a good enough, you know, with my show. He kind of got bored with what I was saying. and He decided, yeah, I'm going to check out for a little bit and just let it go. So, you know, this is when you're trying to listen. And if he's coming in and out, right, and not paying attention to what he's doing, you're not going to understand the show. It's kind of like if, if it's on the wrong side of the street or if there's a signpost that wasn't posted. You know, all these kinds of things, we, what we want to think about is he is not ending things too soon. He is saying there's a lot of detail here. Lots of these details that I placed, some of them that we put into the process that he may have to remove. So we want to make sure that if we don't take care of the details, some of those details may ruin our life. So this is not about perfectionism. This is about craftsmanship and workmanship. This is not about scrimping or rushing through to the end. It's about doing it well so you don't have to go back and redo and undo. I have a hard enough time changing, you know, my routines, my thought patterns, my feelings, the way I think, especially if I, if I have practiced them for a long time. It's very difficult to change things that you've practiced over and over again. Because what happens with those things is they become true to us, even if they're just real. And we think they're true. And we have to go through a process of finding out that, hey, maybe what I was thinking or assuming about myself or another person or my abilities, maybe it's not true. Maybe I'm believing something about myself that is not true. So you think about this. I'm sure you remember this saying, one bad apple spoils the whole bunch, right? What does that mean? One bad apple can spoil everything. And we know this to be true. Grocers are very careful about it. They can lose a lot of money if they're not careful about that. So you want to say to yourself, am I a bad apple? Am I ruining things for other people because I'm, I don't know, sad, scared, uh, unconfident, I'm not sure where my life is going and I'm getting jealous of other people? Is that what's going on with me? We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to really want to know the truth. What does that really mean? Does it mean the bad things are in the details all the time? No. What it truly means is if we don't get rid of the devil, right? The details that he's trying to plant inside of our heart and our mind. And that we are making our life right and he's attempting to ruin it. Maybe he sees us as someone that is easy prey. Maybe we got tired or sloppy. See, we must remember that everyone is watching everyone all the time. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Everyone is watching everyone 
all the time. So ask yourself, are we representing ourselves in an honest way? For example, how do I parent my children? Do I put real effort into that job and the responsibilities that come with it? Or do I just hope that they're going to figure out how to do it and they'll make it somehow? Maybe we don't look at the way we live, the way we talk, the way we act, or we don't act when we should, the way we parent our children. How do we treat our bosses? Do we talk behind their back? How do we treat our contemporaries? See, these are really important things for us to recognize, that there is always something that's trying to contaminate the soul of humans and take you off your course. So thank you for listening. Make sure you keep tuned in, and we will talk to you in the next segment. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that your week is going well, that this is helping you to prepare for your week. And also, thank you for recommending the show to your friends. I really do appreciate that. So today, we are talking about this old saying that we have, the devil is in the details. So think about that. The devil is in the details. You know, it means that the hardship, the... The sadness, the um, embarrassment, all those things, are that, that's where the enemy lies, is in those details. So what does it mean? Well, the devil in the details means it's an idiom that alludes to this kind of mysterious element that's hidden in the details, the thing that we don't really see but is somehow, you know, infiltrating the whole entire thing that we're making. And that's where we get that one bad apple spoils the whole thing, Right. So it indicates that something may seem simple, but in fact, the details might be very complicated and will cause problems if I'm not attending to them. Now, this does not mean we are going to be perfectionistic people. That's way too much effort, and we will never make it anyways. So we don't want to be perfectionistic. What we do want to be is not lazy. We want to be forthright. And so... It means that even though the things may seem bad that are in the details, it may be that we don't actually understand what that detail is. So does it mean the bad things are always in the details? No. It just means that if we don't get rid of the devil, right, and all the works that he wants to do, then there will be more details for us to sort through and a lot more forgiveness that we will need. And we will also need to do a lot more humbling to people because of what we did. So this is really God's way of saying, hey, I, I want you to, to really be the best version of you. When you leave the house, when you go to work, when you're with your kids, when you're with your friends at church, whatever it is, I don't want you to have regrets about how you acted. I want you to feel good about your representation of yourself in this world. So this is really, really important for us to recognize that the enemy wants to condemn us and he will not stop and he is relentless. So when we think about the devil in the details, sometimes it's a good detail that we missed, right? So you have a rock in your shoe. What happens if you ignore it? Well, you could really harm yourself. So we don't think that, that these things are either necessarily bad or good. It's what we're doing with them. 
And are we understanding and managing our internal world? So the concept here is that we don't pay attention many times to what we're doing, what we're saying, how we're acting, how we're thinking, how we're managing. We're not listening to the heart. We're not listening to our gut. And what happens is it comes out without us even knowing that we exposed ourselves, And then we can't change it. We can't take it back. So I want you to think about this, that the creator does this because he is really in the entire process. He does the beginning all the way to the end. And because of all the details, he's really taking care of them in the process of making whatever it is he is making when it comes to us. So he is really managing a lot of the details in my life. Thank, I thank him for that. I also realize that I create a whole bunch of details in my life that he has to take care of or that I have to take care of. And so many times when, when we see this devil in the details, it reflects maybe some different types of disabilities, maybe some qualities that aren't healthy. And we said this in the first, um, in the first session here, maybe laziness, maybe you're lying, maybe you cover up. And when we think about the laziness, the lying, these are defense mechanisms. And defense mechanisms are part of the way that we are made. They flare up in order to help us. They're defending us from something they think is going to harm us. Like, if I lie about something, and I know I did, then it's going to defend me when someone finds out that lie. And that defense may be that I tell another lie to get out of that lie. Instead of immediately owning what I did, so I don't have to go through that process. And see, imagine if God was creating you and he got tired and he said, you know, well, let's think about it if he's doing this with me. Well, Cynthia's good enough, you know, just the way she is. Now, I'm never good enough, even after he is going to be perfecting me. I'm never good enough. And so I come out of the womb with problems. And I then am responsible for what I do with the way I'm created and what I show to the world. And that reflects on God. So think about the difference, like we talked about earlier on in the show, about the Mona Lisa, the amount of effort it takes to make that painting and how valuable it is. And so they go over and over and over every detail in order to make sure that the picture is beautiful, that nothing gets in the way of that entire painting. So I don't want you to walk around with regrets. I don't want you to do the shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only then. I really do want you to feel free. And so we were talking in the first segment, my producer, Jeremy, I mean, I I say to people, what if... Everyone said to me, he's the greatest of all. And so I imagine, wow, he's great. He's going to make my show sound great, you know. And I find out that he's kind of like, I don't know, talking to everybody else while I'm doing my show and, you know, just hanging out. And, you know, I don't know if he's paying attention, is he? But you know what? At the end of the day, I've always been able to count on him. My shows turn out great. And so this is something that is a quality that I really revere. And he really helps to make this show sound well. So it's not about perfectionism. It's about craftsmanship. It's about workmanship. 
So this is what I want you to think about. Are you crafting your own life? You're working on your own life. So what's the craftsmanship? Do you leave it undone? Do you buy really shoddy, you know, things to make the, your life happen? Are you like skimping on everything? Or are you trying to be perfectionistic about it and it get exhausted in the process? So this is part of understanding your own way of doing things, kind of getting your own stride, understanding your own pace, and being able to determine, okay, is this just really a rock in my shoe and I can throw it away? Or is this something I need to pay attention to? Something it might be telling me and I want to ignore it. And so I may have a hard time changing, especially my routines. I have a hard time changing my thought patterns, my feelings, the way I think. And so even though I practiced it for a very long time, it's very difficult to change those things that you've practiced over and over again. Even if you think they helped you at one point. See, many times we have to remind ourselves that maybe that worked back when I was in high school. Does that behavior work in the workplace as a professional? So I might have to upgrade, right? I might have to learn some new things as to how to present myself, how to talk, how to dress, how I present myself to the world. I may have to change these things that maybe are very comfortable for me. And I've practiced over and over and over all through time. So remind yourself that we are all in a stage of appearing and of, of really coming forward. We're not done yet. So make sure you stay tuned in in the next segment. Thank you so much. I'm Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and as always, thank you so much for listening in and for also telling your friends about the show. I truly appreciate it, and I enjoy so much doing this and helping people really get some new ways of thinking and some new habits, some new behaviors that are a lot more helpful than maybe the way that they've been grown up, maybe the way they've been, you know, practicing. And so we're talking today about the devil is in the details. And so many times that has such a negative connotation, the devil's in the details. Well, why would that be? Why would it become negative? Well, because it's hard work, okay? This is like the details. Nobody likes the details, right? I mean, I, I do know some people that like the details. But for the most of us, we would really rather not have to work that hard. And so when we say the devil is in the details... It means it's, it's this idiom that's alluding to a mysterious element that's hidden in the details. It indicates that something may seem simple, but in fact, it's really complicated. And it will probably cause a lot of problems if it's not attended to. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. But what it means is that we need to really get rid of the quote-unquote devil, whatever is stopping us from excellence. Is it tiring me out? Am I starting to doubt myself? Am I thinking that I don't measure up, so why do I keep trying? What happens that causes you to think, hey, man, you know, I'm never going to get rid of this thing. It's never going to go away. And so I want you to think about getting rid of the devil, the details, right? The devil and the details. 
we're making an example of our life. And so we, we are also showing our children what they are expecting from their life. So God, Christ, you know, he comes in all forms. And he does things that are very helpful and very important to us. And I'm not saying that we should, like, get locked on to something and we can't, you know, we can't let it go. Because anything in the extreme is usually not healthy. And so the only times the extreme might be healthy is if we're trying to save someone's life. Absolutely. But if we're getting snagged on one thing, and like I'll say to many of my um, clients, I'll say, you know, you're like a walking piece of Velcro. You snag on everything. And so I tell them, I say, we got to smooth this down. Smooth it down. You're an adult. You know how to determine what is, you know, the Sesame Street thing, right? What is one thing here is not like the other, right? That you really recognize that, hey, I can determine what is the most important. And so if I have a rock in my shoe, I can tolerate it for a while, but I'm not going to live with it. But it doesn't mean that my whole day stops, right? So let's think about this, that we are working on being the best version of what God has created us to be and what he envisioned for us to be. So the devil in the details many times reflects different types of disabilities and maybe some qualities that aren't healthy for us. Like we said earlier, laziness, lying, covering inappropriately, you know, pretending like things are okay, copying, all these types of things. And so we want to make sure that we are managing the life that God has given us. And we're not trying to take all these shortcuts because we're tired. What I would rather you do is rest. Rest. And I tell clients frequently, blood, broken bones, nobody's breathing, fire. Immediately, we have to, we have to act immediately if any of those four elements are in play. Otherwise, we have time. And see, the devil of our soul always wants to tell us that we don't have time, that you're going to miss, right? That it's too late or you're too early. Whatever it may be that he tries to tell you so that you stop cleaning out the details that don't help you. I want you to really focus on, this is a detail. Why, is this, why am I snagging on this one detail? Now, we as women can do this a lot. We look in the mirror and all of a sudden we see 10, 10 things that aren't working. And you know what? The rest of the world doesn't see it. So we have to be very careful about expectations. And so when we are doing that, we're not thinking about perfectionism. We're thinking about craftsmanship. And I'm going to say that again, craftsmanship and workmanship. This is not scrimping or rushing through to the end. This is not about doing the redo and the undo and the redo again. This is about thoughtfully considering where your actions will take you and how much you focus on a detail and if that detail is worthy of that focus. So we need to many times slow down. We need to give ourselves time to breathe and to be able to think. The best thing you could give your brain is oxygen. 
This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have one more segment, and I'm so thankful that you've been listening. And so make sure you tune in to the last segment. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and thank you for tuning in and also for letting your friends know about the show. I really appreciate that. And we are coming up on, I get one of my assistants told me 64,000 listens. I mean, I am so grateful to you for that and grateful that this is helping because I know in my own life, I needed some helps as I was trying to be who God really created me to be. I still am trying. I'm never going to really make it, but I know he appreciates my effort. So we are talking today about perfectionism. And perfectionism is a big deal because it really steals. And if you know anything about eating disorders, one of the things that kills anorexics is that need to be perfect. And they work so hard at being perfect. I know because I had that eating disorder when I was in college. And it consumed me. I thought if I could just be perfect, then I'd feel safe. People would like me. People would love me. My life would go well. You know, and it's like it did not matter. It did not matter. Because that's not what God had in mind when he created me. I was changing the design. And he was not too happy about it. And so we want to think about this. The devil is in the details. Well, for people that struggle with anorexia, the detail could be one pound, and they could focus on that for a month. They could make it their one number one thing to do to lose that one pound. And if one pound is lost, then two is better. And so I want you to think about this, how God works with us and says to us, please relax. I'm perfect. You're not. And I'm working on perfecting you. And not perfecting you so that you become more valuable, but perfecting you so that you are made and acting as the way that I thought about you. When I thought about you and created you in your mother's womb, I had an idea about you. And I was happy with my idea and excited for you to be on the earth. And so we have a tendency to get all wrapped up in it being a scorecard. Am I good enough? Am I not good enough? And this is not what God intended when he's wanting us to walk out our salvation with fear and trembling. He wants us to be the best version of us. He's the only creator that lets the creation participate in the creative process. Think about that. It's stunning. So when we, when we really look at this idea of, of the devil is in the details, that's perfectionism. And you have to understand that the devil is always trying to be perfect because he wants to be better than God. And he'll never make it. The harder he works, the more he fails. And so this is where God is saying, hey, I knew you before you were formed. I created you in your mother's womb. And he says how fearfully, wonderfully, beautifully made you are. Now, I had to struggle with that with God because I didn't like his creation. And he, he wasn't real happy about the fact that I had an, a, a negative opinion about what, how he created me. Because, you see, I came from his heart. 
He thought about me. Before I was born, he thought about me. And he made sure that the creation that he designed actually came to fruition. And imagine if you have made something for someone and you knew who they were and how they would feel and think and you created it for them and they looked at you and said, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And see, this is where we have to say, wow, this is where perfectionism really gets into our system. And see, when you think about the picture of the Mona Lisa, right? I, I'm not seeing necessarily the beauty in it other than I know the workmanship. And that makes it beautiful. Because we know that beauty is different in every generation. And it changes from day to day. So what I don't want you to do is to have to walk around with regrets. I don't want you to do the shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only then. I want you to feel free. I want you to be happy with how the Creator has made you. And I want you to enjoy it. So if you're getting rid of details, like the rock in your shoe, it's a good idea. I hope you do. But if you're thinking of changing the creation that God has made, I want you to think twice. You know, it's kind of like he, he made the Mona Lisa. Imagine if we think we could go in and make it better. So I'm wanting you to really take seriously this idealistic notion that we can be perfect. Here's the thing. We don't even know what perfect is. We've never seen it. We only know what it isn't. And even then, I'm not sure we're right. So this is important for you to take that weight off your shoulders and say, you know, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to attend to every little tiny detail. There are so many things in our life that we can do and do it just good enough. I, I constantly am working with clients about good enough. I don't want you to do the things that are of utmost importance just good enough. But I don't want you to waste a whole bunch of energy on good enough when it doesn't when it is good enough. I don't want you to get snagged on those things. Everything isn't perfect because it takes so much energy out of you that you begin to then have problems. Like I said earlier with the anorexic. And this is where we need to understand that this mystery of God and what he deems as perfect and good and right and holy is going to be beyond our comprehension. It's a faith issue. And so what we want to do is ask God to be a part of this process. Have you ever heard of the creation being allowed to participate in the creating process? See, God gives me all kinds of leeway when it comes to me. How I want to look, how I want to act, the kind of person I'm going to be, what I'll be known for. I get to determine all of that. Or I can say to myself, what did the Creator actually have in mind when He thought me up? When He thought about making a Cynthia, what was He thinking? Am I going to fight with that? Am I going to fight with my Creator? Or am I going to learn how He thinks? What He knows? what he has in mind that is always for my good, always. So let's think about this. 
when God was creating me, right? He said, well, Cynthia is good enough the way she is. Then he said, but I'm not even, I'm not even done with her yet. See, when I did the work, I was good enough, but he perfects me. So he takes the good enough and perfects me. So what I want you to think about is this idea of the devils in the details. Certainly I want you to take stock of what the detail is that you're snagged on. But I don't want you to take it so seriously. Because one of the things that God tells us, and, and I've repeated this many times on this show, is the beautiful verse that God says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I'm telling you, when I was really struggling with anorexia right out of college, I could never see anything good unless it was me losing weight. Nothing could be good. And this is where I had to really trust God. I had to say, who do I think I am? And God even gave me that verse. He says, who are you to talk back to God and say, why did you make me like this? So when I look at the devil in the details, I really practice saying, does that matter to God? Maybe it matters to me. If it matters to me, but God doesn't seem to be doing anything about it, then I have two options. I can ask him if it's supposed to be changed and that I need his help to help me work on it. Or it's one of those things he says, I want you to ignore it. It's not a big deal. Stop, stop snagging on that one thing. That's not that important. And then I have to trust him. When really, for many years, I wanted to trust myself and only myself. So when we think about the devil in the details, I want you to realize what an oxymoron it is. That if we're believing the devil for details that we should get rid of, we've got a problem. We want to go straight to God and say, hey, I'm struggling. I don't like who I am. I don't like how I'm made. I don't like what I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I think I need to be somebody else. That's a wonderful place to start with God. I did that with him. I did. And he really helped. So I want you to say to God, I'm not happy with me. This is what I would like to be. How come I can't be like her? Or how come I can't be like him? And those conversations are very powerful with God. When you get to talk to God, the creator of you, about who you are. And he is very willing to talk to you about it. Because I don't want you trying to be somebody you're not. You don't get to enjoy who you are. And I have come to really enjoy who I am. I mean, I'm kind of silly sometimes. I'm very, very big thinking, okay? I love to laugh. It's the funnest thing I could ever do. And so I've gotten to know myself a lot better. And I appreciate what God has made. That doesn't mean I'm happy about everything. But I'm humble enough to understand that I'm not the creator. That when God chose to make me, that in itself is amazing. That in itself is tremendous. That God would want to make me. And that he would also want to hear what I say about how he made me. So this is very, very important as we look at this. And as we understand what our society is doing, our society is setting us up to fail all the time. We have to accept who we are. That is one of the psychological premises that we use when we work with people. 
You have to accept who you are. Change the things you can if they need to be changed. But you can't do it in a vacuum. You can't do it all by yourself. So this is where it's very important to be able to say, do I trust God or not? He seems to trust me. And I'll tell you, I don't know why he trusts me (laughs) because I have my own issues, right? We all do. But it's nice that God says, hey, I want to partner with you on you. I want you to be happy about who you are because I am. I want you to share in my happiness. So he's wanting me to understand what it means to get the devil out of the details. It's the same thing as spitting out the seeds of a watermelon, right? Who wants to revere the seeds? No, it's the fruit that comes from that seed. So you want to be careful about the seeds you plant, how much you take from society, how much you take from your family, how much you take from your friends, how about coworkers, whatever magazines you read, books you read, TV shows you watch, movies you see. You want to be careful about what you adopt from those things. And I want you to start first with yourself and say, who I am as I am is good. God has already decided that. Well, thank you so much for listening to the show today and for encouraging your friends to listen as well. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Be your-